0: Being in Yellowstone is an excellent time to bring up <laughs> mm-hmm. Wildlife stupidity. Oh, there is so much of it. Gosh, prior to being in the park, there were just so many stories, I feel like, in the last year or so of people like doing dumb things when it came to wildlife. Like that man who petted the so bison stupid. off the boardwalk. Not okay. The people that got way too close and then got, you know, basically stampeded by a bison. Yeah. A lot of bison issues. Seeing it in real time was like a real, not an eye opener, but I'm like, wow, people are really dumb. People really like are dumb. Darwin yeah. was right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I've been really following everything that all you know, all the videos have shown and mm-hmm. people just being total idiots. Then seeing it up close was a new experience.
0: Right. Eye opening is definitely not the word. It is just like revealing. It um, is revealing. Yeah.
1: And it's one of those things like you don't want it to be true. You want no. it to be like a one off thing that just one yep. person made a dumb choice that day. But it's not true. Right. It's not true. It's right. chronic. Yeah. Stupidity is chronic. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yes. Welcome especially the, at Welcome to the
0: stage, the unvaccinated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Things I'm not sad about saying. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, stupidity is chronic. Um, and in Yellowstone, there were, we saw quite a bit of people just being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, a lot of that came in... Near the visitor center at Mammoth Springs, which we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, but also exiting the park. We left the park one day and we we're like, why is there so much traffic? It was like at four o'clock, maybe mm-hmm. we had done a lot. It was like a crawl. And I'm like, oh, God, something terrible happened. And then it no, was it was just people like looking all at, these folks who had- looking at a bear stopped (laughs) and gotten
1: out of their car Mm -hmm. to see one black bear, Mm -hmm. which was about 200 feet away in the trees. Yeah. Now, luckily, they were far away. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, they didn't scare the tar out of that bear as they crossed the road. Yeah,
0: it really is the majesty of this beautiful park and the stupidity of its visitors. The two ends of the spectrum. (laughs) The two
1: (laughs) coming together. The thing is, is that there is signage everywhere. Right. You cannot turn around without seeing signage Mm -hmm. about how much distance to keep between you and wildlife. Yeah. And people just don't.
0: No. They, they I don't just think don't. They, I don't think they realize that. I also think, too, it's like, for a majority of people in the world, you are exposed to wildlife in zoos or preserves where there are fences or barriers of some sort. So you can get close close but to, there's still that fence but between there's still you. a barrier and that barrier may also be your car you know what i right, mean because right. you're driving through something i think when it's oh i'm actually out of this like there's no barrier no one's mentality changes right. it's and like, the other thing I can is behave like i'm at the zoo other people also, also and they often do <laughs> think
1: like you know oh i have a dog at home that i pet yep. all the time i can therefore pet whatever animal i see right. anytime Yep. and, feed and um them. From the
0: table. No. No.
1: That's not a thing. No. Mm -mm. No. We can't do that. No. We cannot do that. No. There are so many shame accounts on Instagram Mm -hmm. of people behaving poorly in public lands oh yeah videos of people like getting way too close to wildlife and wildlife charging at them and yeah. i'm like honey that is your own fault you did that to yourself
0: you did you invited yourself into the that signs situation. were there <laughs> it says danger constantly yeah. do yeah. not touch wildlife yeah. do not go near them yes it's not a surprise but it's still upset <laughs> that's exactly what it is At the national park. At the
1: national Parks At the national park. Follow you, I'll follow, follow,
0: follow, 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 follow you there.
1: We would like to acknowledge. While hiking in the area, also known as Yellowstone National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the eastern Shoshone, Crow, and Cheyenne people, as well as many, many other groups of indigenous people.
0: Last we left off, we had just finished kind of an epic morning of a lot of geothermal features. We had done the Artist paint pots pretty early in the park, then we had driven to the Norris Geyser Basin and done Porcelain Basin and Back Basin and walked around there and then we finished up at Mammoth Springs, which is actually at another juncture point in the park Like, because you can get to the north entrance like the very famous north entrance from this area of the park and we're also really, really close to Yellowstone Village, which you did not write. You wrote Yosemite <laughs> Village, which was in the um, outline, in the I outline wrote Yosemite village. which I was constantly admonished for right. throughout the trip because you I do it all the time. saying Yosemite in instead of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I guess I'm not the well, only one. Well, <laughs> Yellowstone was number one. You no, know, somebody was number two. It's true.
1: <laughs> when we were in Yellowstone Village, we went into a few stores. Mm-hmm. We also went into the visitor center,
0: which was a really nice visitor center at kind of like Fort Yellowstone, which was like one of the original buildings there. I thought it was like a pretty nicely designed interactive space for what they had the space for there because it wasn't oh, yeah. a lot. They it were was, repurposing a building. There you was know? a lot
1: of Information in that museum. There were also a lot of people in that museum. Yes. A lot (laughs) of people. Yes. We had gone downstairs to the exhibit down there and like we're wearing our masks. Some other people are, some other people aren't. Right. We're standing reading this one thing and this young kid to our right just starts coughing and we were like, bye, we have to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it was more my panic that fueled the exit. <laughs> I'm trying not to live in like, a, I don't want to live in this perpetual state of fear of like people having to sneeze or cough. You know what I mean? I don't feel like right. I'm there, but I'm also like, you don't know any, you know, it's just, it's a mess. Everything's still a mess. Right. And I, I wish knows. it wasn't, but that's wish the world. Here we are. Welcome to the world. So we definitely peaced out as quickly as we could we did there was also so much elk here in yellowstone village yes we
1: found out later thanks to jason mormon Mm -hmm. of explore more that it's because of the kentucky bluegrass is planted there in that area yeah the yellowstone village it's the only place in yellowstone where they plant kentucky bluegrass and they like to eat it and sit on it
0: yeah and there were a ton of them and this is also where we saw people just behaving badly Badly. Yes. And Tourists rangers, badly and rangers and rangers just, like constantly trying, trying to, to remind
1: people like please stay away from the elk right. also elk will charge and yeah. it's a bad news for you and everybody yeah. around yeah not okay
0: yeah it, this is also like i feel like yellowstone was a park where we really saw wildlife interacting in spaces that were designed for people more And I say that like in a very strange way because like this was their environment and it always has been their environment, but people have claimed this space. And I feel like in any other park where we've seen wildlife, it's usually been on the trail or out in like the wilderness, not so close to like human inhabitants, which was like interesting. And the elk with the bluegrass was interesting, too. That was very yeah. interesting.
1: From here, we knew we wanted to do our first real sort of hike of the day. Mm-hmm. So that was going to start from the Roosevelt Lodge. Right. Which is in a different section
0: of Yellowstone. It's closer, like, if you're headed out towards the Lamar Valley. Like, yeah, north, northeast of the park. Right. And originally, we had thought you know what, let's drive all the way out to the furthest point in the park in the morning and then work our way back.
1: But on the way, we were like, yeah, but it might get super crowded at all these spots. Right. These very and popular And we're here spots. already yeah. and it's early. Let's just do them now.
0: So we kind of like backtracked our way out there or like reversed our plan for the day. Right. Um, so right. it took us about an hour, a little under an hour to get from Yellowstone Village area out to Roosevelt Lodge. And it wasn't, this is, I feel like, the further out we went, it wasn't as traffic No. Um. There was a part here, this is, like, where you could complete the loop right by Roosevelt Lodge, mm-hmm. um, like, from Lamar and go down, but the road was closed. Yeah, and that um, would essentially take you to Old Faithful, the canyon. Oh, the canyon, that's right. Grand yeah. Canyon yeah. of the Yellowstone, but yeah. you
1: couldn't. That road wasn't connecting right. So if you wanted time. to do that,
0: you would have had to have backtracked, which would yeah, have taken. Because we
1: were coming from yeah. the west entrance, yes. But we yep. were now sort of going up. We had just passed the north entrance, and mm-hmm. we were headed toward the northeast entrance right. at this time. Yep. Headed toward Roosevelt Lodge. Mm-hmm. We get to Roosevelt Lodge on the way. We did see some bison on the road, mm-hmm. not a ton, but some bison on the road. Right, not and a ton yet. Not a ton yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, But we got to the parking lot. We parked at Roosevelt Lodge, which is mostly smaller cabins, like in this big U shape Mm -hmm. with this big
0: building in the center. Which is like kind of like a... Which is a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. but it was pretty dead and pretty empty there. Yeah. And this was like a recommended hike. So um, we had found this trail in one of the Moon Travel Guidebooks by Becky Lomax about Yellowstone right. and Yosemite. I'm sorry, Yellowstone and Tetons. See, That's I did right. it. That's right, there you go, um, you did it again. All the
1: wise. This trail was called the Lost Lake Loop. It was a four-mile round-trip trail. The book says it would take about two and a half hours with an elevation gain of about 608 feet. And it's labeled as moderate.
0: Yeah, and it was kind yeah. of like an overcast sort of day, but it was hot. Like, that was the one thing I feel like Yellowstone it was hot is every day where there. Yeah. we felt the heat more. Because yeah. it was... Warm in Glacier, but only after you'd been hiking for yeah, a while. Yeah. Like it was, it was warm there, and I know it was warm. And you sweet. could hike in the morning in
1: Glacier yeah. for a long time before it really started to feel warm.
0: Yeah, but it was just sort of automatically warm here and in, um, in y- Yosemite. Oh, gosh, damn and Yellowstone. <laughs> I'm going to do it the entire time. The entire time. It's okay. Um, we'll just correct each other. Um, but yeah, so the trail starts behind the lodge. So you have to kind of like walk up the driveway. It's not
1: the most intuitive trailhead to yeah, find. No. Like no. Um, you walk
0: to the right of the lodge, essentially. We like walk to the right yeah. of
1: the lodge, mm-hmm. and then there's a pathway through this like tall grass mm-hmm. that leads toward this hill, area with trees Mm -hmm. and that was where the trail had started
0: yeah this is also where we see an active bear sign which is you know something you typically see when you're out on the trails here i feel like more more often than not we were seeing like this is a bear area or there's been a bear sighting or this is an active bear area the only other place i've ever
1: seen those signs this province town right exactly
0: (laughs) um or fire island you basically start behind the Lodgy restaurant and you do go through this like lush area or we did walk through this lush area of, um, kind of like ferny green on yeah, it was really green. It was. Yeah. Um,
1: and we had to go up a series of switchbacks
0: right now.
1: Here is something I just want to make a quick note about switchbacks mm-hmm. is like technically speaking the intention of switchbacks is so that things aren't as steep but that doesn't mean switchbacks can't be steep right or difficult and these were pretty steep switchbacks they were like at the very beginning of this moderate trail and i would say that these switchbacks were moderate these we had certainly done tougher switchbacks on this trip but it was definitely one of those like oh great okay yeah, just let's like summon well, the energy. Our body and was let's like, it. you know,
0: we were used to boardwalks all morning. Right. And then it was like, oh, okay. Well, now we have to do this now again. we have to actually put our boots on and right. do this again because we right. were in sneaks most of the morning. We were. Yeah. And we had to change into our boots mm-hmm. for this. So this is where we also see so there's this family that starts to hike right around the same time we do. It's like a family of five. They were not looking like they were prepared for a hike. No, no. they had no water with them. No. They were all in sneakers, which is
1: fine. You could probably do most of the Yellowstone hikes in sneakers.
0: Mm, I don't know if I'd put that disclaimer on it, but some of them. I mean,
1: certainly all the boardwalks. Sure. But I would say, I think you could probably get away with sneakers on this one. Sure. I always assume everything is way harder than it will be, especially when it comes to trails. Oh, look who's
0: got pessimism (laughs) in their chart. (laughs) Oh, honey, I'm full of it. (laughs) But I'm not full of darkness the (laughs) way you are. (laughs) <laughs> yep, <laughs> but yeah, so they they definitely they, they we for were we were like sign kind of thing. yeah we kind of passed them at one point. Then we came across another family as we were going up sw- these switchbacks. That was like a family of three adults. I think it was like oh, uh, yeah. like a mom and a dad and one of their mothers with their kids. And they were like, "There's a deer up there," and oh, there yeah. was. So mm-hmm. like a, I think it was a mama and a baby yeah really Um, sweet so it was like kind of like oh okay and they're like you guys can just go past they were obviously like living their break life at this point
1: now we were still in bear territory obviously Mm -hmm. so we were doing the thing the active bear area we were recapping films for each other Mm -hmm. which
0: have we mentioned that before I don't think we did. So, as a part of, I don't think we did it in our first episode. No. So, what we started to do on this trip was because you sort of need to make noise. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could talk about with bear safety. Yeah, but like part for of it example, is, is have, is have, to have bear spray, which is we both did. Um, you have to make noise. Now, some people carry like a bell around with them um, or something that jangles, and I don't know how practical that is. We were with some people that are like very experienced hikers in Glacier and they and didn't like, have any sort thin. of bell yeah. or yeah. noise maker but talking is a good thing so in an effort to talk and kind of keep our minds occupied we obviously play games a ton But sometimes it's just like, I don't really want to play a game. So what we started to do was we started to recap things that neither of us had seen. Mm -hmm. So Well,
1: we kind of started doing this earlier this year in Shenandoah mm -hmm. because we had been walking through and it felt like Middle Earth. And I was like, I saw those Lord of the Rings movies once. And I was like, this will pass the time. I was like, and also I'm curious and I don't remember. And Mm -hmm. it was like, what happened in the Fellowship of the Ring? Mm -hmm. So Mike took, like two hours to explain oh, yeah. that movie That's an in depth film. Great. And then like in, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And then we did two towers later yep. and then uh, return of the King later too. Yeah. And so it was a great, you know, I was listening intently the whole time and then I rewatched them and I was like, Oh, right mm-hmm. now I'm
0: connecting. Yep. So we were like, how do we bring this game into this space? Not necessarily a game, but just a thing to kind of pass it's, the time. Right, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, this is something that we started to do when we were on the trail in bare areas to just continue to make noise. Right. And, like, I would tell, like, a half-hour to, you know, hour-long recap of the film. And then, so I wasn't, like, a, you know, college lecturer with, like, a dry mouth. I right, <laughs> right. would pass the buck to Dusty, who would typically explain a Shakespeare, a play, Shakespeare play that too. I was unfamiliar with. Right. so. On but this, then also films. Yeah. Yeah. On this, yes, we did films too. On this particular journey, on this part of the trail, I started to recap the movie 2012. And that was mostly because, like, you had mentioned
1: that part of that movie took place in Yellowstone. Right. Yes. I was like, oh, how, I've not seen that movie. And, you know, I'm, when it comes to certain movies, it doesn't bother me
0: to um, have them spoiled. So, 2012 it was, which I had only maybe seen once, but definitely would like to revisit. And I was like, I want you to tell me anyway. <laughs> I was like, just tell me anyway. Why not? So yeah, because there's a part, I feel like Woody Harrelson is sort of like this uh, conspiracy theorist. Um, and like he believes the world is going to end and like that it's going to start at Yellowstone from what I remember. And so that's what we did. I recapped the film for him, for Dusty detail on the trail. by detail. As much as I could As remember. much as you could. And it is fully, if you've never seen it, it's a fully ridiculous film, <laughs> and it's worth the ridiculous watch. Like, set kind yourself kind of in the up. world
1: of National Treasure.
0: Oh ridiculous. yeah, ridiculous! I think a great idea. You know, if it's going to be like a snowy weekend or a rainy weekend, and you're like, I don't want to leave the house, or a hot weekend, get yourself hot weekend. <laughs> get yourself some disaster films lined up and just oh, yeah. watch a marathon because they're always the most ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And 2012, and is it will help no you. Exception. You know, not focus on you know, the, the actual film disaster film that, that is our current, is our current <laughs> landscape. Who has pessimism in their chart? <laughs> um, so as we're doing this, we make it to this, the top of this really kind of steep switchbacky area. And it's a beautiful lake view for this lost lake. The lake is pretty long. It's got lily pads like almost everywhere. It just is sort of this very lush wildflowers off to our right. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And a like hill hairy. off to our right. Yes. It becomes flat as yeah. we walk yes. like along it's this Yes, it's much lake. flatter here. And this is where Dusty... Because most walks along lakes are flat. <laughs> if, in case you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this is where Dusty gives me a recap of Richard III. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Which, what
1: do you remember of Richard III in one sentence?
0: Um... Richard III is um, an ambitious usurper. There you go. That's a great way Mm -hmm. to describe them. Look at those, you know, SAT words. There there. you go.
1: So this beautiful lily pad lake walk, and this is Lost Lake. Mm -hmm. This is uh, where the trail gets its name. Uh, We're walking around this lake. uh, The hill is to our right. Then we encounter two gentlemen who, one is older, one is younger, (laughs) probably father and son, but they didn't, I don't know their relationship. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) um, I'm not going to make assumptions. Okay. So uh, they were like, there are no bears back there. Were there bears where you came from? We were like, no, no bears. They were like, all right, great. great." They were just checking in. (laughs) Yeah. So we continue around the lake. As we make it around the hill, we can see there's another parking area.
0: That's up a hill. That's up a hill that we have to go up. Mm -hmm. And it's
1: still like green and lush. And Mm -hmm. then we can see that the petrified tree, which we knew on the map was a feature of this was trail, was feature of this trail was going to be up ahead.
0: This was also, you know, neat, not only because, you know, there's a petrified tree here and there's n- not a lot of dense petrified wood in this part of the park or in Yellowstone from what my understanding is we've seen more petrified wood elsewhere. But there's also, it was cool because it was like, this is where we got to see a bison, like pretty close. Yeah. We were away from it up a hill, oh, definitely, away and everybody from that. else was behaving smartly. That's true. But it oh, was just true. like hanging out, doing its bison thing. So there's the parking
1: area, and then down off the parking area toward the Lost Lake, there's the hill, and that's where the bison mm-hmm. was hanging out. Mm-hmm. On the opposite side of that parking area, up another hill, was the petrified tree,
0: which is like grade uh, gated and sort yeah. of like graded off. So no one can kind of get into the area. Now
1: what's kind of cool about this petrified tree, which is unlike any other petrified tree we'd ever seen before mm-hmm. was every other piece of petrified wood we'd ever seen was like a log that had then been petrified. Right. It had it fallen, fallen on the ground. Yeah. This was still rooted
0: in the ground. Right. It was following the advice of Elton John. I'm still standing stronger well, than I've ever been. You did. You <laughs> I went did. there. <laughs> I so did. literally, so that's why
1: I was like curious why it was called a petrified tree and mm-hmm. not a petrified, like a piece of petrified mm-hmm. wood. And it's, Because it was still rooted in the ground. right?
0: So this was, it was neat. Um, It's worth it to like, if you're going that way, to definitely see that uh, petrified tree. Every piece of petrified wood looks different. It's true. Yeah. It's like the
1: snowflake of the mineral world. Right. (laughs) We saw that one as well as, you know, petrified wood at Petrified Forest National Park Mm. and also petrified wood in Teddy Roosevelt National Mm -hmm. Park. All three of them look Very different, different in yeah. three different areas. So
0: yeah, definitely worth to, to check it out, especially if you're you know interested in the history of the planet and how things have changed because Petrified Wood talk about like the record keeper of it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: We knew we were going to have to continue on the trail and we were looking around and then we noticed over at the end of the parking area that there was another hill kind of going straight
0: up. Yeah, and that was what we needed to do. And with that, let's take our first break. Here at Simply Safe. <laughs> <laughs> <Here at SimpliSafe. laughs> um, My carpets need a deep, deep clean. clean. Next. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. Hi, this is Elizabeth Lemon from, from. Represented by. Represented by, what is it? Ellen's B plus talent. I think talent. it's Diane's. Diane's B, B+ talent. plus talent. <laughs> right. Um, Some 30 Rock references, everyone. Exactly. So what's the game that we're playing today? We're playing childhood films. Okay. It's similar to The Vault. Okay. Uh, But you could apply this to any part of your life, really. It doesn't necessarily have to be childhood. Mm Mm-hmm. The question is what three films defined this one period of your life okay so what three films defined your childhood oh okay. since we're talking about films and recapping
0: films okay great um well obviously return to oz like there ain't ever gonna be anything that beats return to oz return to oz is where i got my darkness from <laughs> it's like <laughs> clearly i was mom <laughs> always and forever always You went for her as Halloween last last year. (laughs) Um, I know it would be a great costume. That did freak me out. That was terrifying. 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 Also, definitely the never ending story. Again, the darkness, the crumbling um, Southern Oracle, and like the lasers that shot out of their eyes, and the Swamp of Sadness. Mm -hmm. I am the Swamp of Sadness. (laughs) (laughs) It was my college nickname. Um, And then. It probably was Aladdin. I feel like that was a film that Because he was your first boyfriend. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Always and forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those I think would be the three that probably were the definitive films of my childhood. Um, All right. Yeah. A close close third might be the... Or close fourth might be The Labyrinth. Again, Darkness. Interesting (laughs) that you said The Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what about you, your okay. sister?
1: So here's how I know we're both gay and we're both sisters. <laughs> uh, Return to Oz, oh, most course. definitely. Uh, the filmed version of Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cinderella, starring Leslie Ann Warren, and then later, Brandy, mm-hmm. right? I'll take both of them in the same category. Mm-hmm. They filled the same place in my life, right? Mm-hmm. The Dark Crystal. Uh-huh. That's <gasps> my third one.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. A film Which I didn't see until we that went to Hawaii.
1: <laughs> that was my, I loved that movie. It's mm-hmm. so weird. It's and it kind of feels incomplete. And um, it is the narrative I'm but like. But so an well answer. done. The puppetry holds up like you wouldn't believe, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Coming in a close fourth, I also thought never ending story, but never ending story too. Oh,
0: Gosh. Yeah, that one. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And
1: also uh the parent traps during Haley Mills also sure. a good one.
0: Yeah. But you got a lot of runner- runners out there. I have
1: to, at least two mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. two. So we're looking at this hill, we know we have to go up this hill mm-hmm. at the end of this. We've just got to, you know, the sort of the middle point of the Lost Lake Loop yep. trail and we just saw the petrified tree and we know we're going to have to head up. And yeah. the way that we went like Honestly, I think when we started, I didn't know which side of the loop we were on. It was only really one way. It seemed like there was only
0: one way mm-hmm. to go. Yes. And that was the way we went. But we did see a lot of people coming from this way. So obviously they had started and done something else. Because I think also some
1: people use the petrified tree area as the as the trailhead for them. Here, oh, okay. When it's that It's not makes necessarily sense. technically the trailhead. Yep. But you can also you make do it, it a loop way. that way. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I would say, you know, you're still going to get all the uphill going whichever direction.
0: Yeah, you have yeah. to, if you're coming back to the car, unless you're like, yeah, nope, there's no way to avoid there's it. There's no way to avoid yeah, it. Here. you're getting uphill. This was also a hill that just was like, it didn't want to die, I felt like. Yeah. <laughs> like we, <laughs> got, those, we got to like, the top
1: point and we were like, oh, oh, wait, there's some more. Yeah. Um, and then we got, we went some more.
0: Yeah. And then some more. There was more. there was more. (laughs) We did see like a couple that we had seen earlier on the trail. So they must have done that, like parked at the um, the tree. Gone one way, we ran into them and they were coming back up the other way. And they were just like, are we close? And we're like, yeah, you're basically right there. So they were excited to be done too. At the top, we kind of get into this field of flowers. And that was the one thing about... Also, this trip is—we really haven't done that much summer travel. So when we were in Glacier, Yellowstone, and Tetons, I feel like we've so, we saw so many alpine flowers, so, and so many, many wildflowers, alpine that, flowers, just things that we never had the chance to experience before. So this was just like living your Maria von Trapp on top of the oh, mountain, f- completely. look at all the fucks I don't give kind of, you know, moment um, <laughs> all the time on this trip because it was just spectacular. I mean, the it was a gray day because of the smoke. The scenery was not diminished by that. Um, it was only enhanced because the, these colors just popped against that grayness, which was really, really nice. This is also the part where I start to recap The Princess Bride to you because it's a film that you don't really have like a relationship with i don't yeah i
1: don't i um you know which is uh sort of like a double strike being of the generation we are Mm -hmm. a part of and also being in the theater Mm -hmm. but it was also one of those movies like End day right (laughs) there's uh you're out (laughs) so many people are like you know oh my god you haven't seen this movie it's so funny and wonderful and it's mm-hmm. so ma- and it's like great okay that's wonderful yeah. awesome it did play on a bus that I was on once and I didn't watch it mm-hmm. really I was like I don't know doing crosswords or something mm-hmm. like and it was in high school it made me want to go back and rewatch it now hearing it from you
0: yeah, I walked you through this. Again, this was a film that I have seen several times, but my some of my memory is fuzzy on it. But I think I did a pretty good job. Oh, I think so. Um we, I still haven't watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I well I have to watch all the movies you've recapped. I, I well, still haven't done Terminator's it. Terminator's only on, you know, you gotta get to yeah, Terminator. You told me two. As well as um, Dante's P There you go. Um, so this is where we start to after being up top. It's not that long that we're in flatness before we start heading downhill yeah. and you can kind of see where you're headed at this point you can see the road from here mm-hmm. you, um, could right. you could see the lodge you could see in the parking lot and the car yeah. um so we started to head down um and it is dry but it's kind of slippery this entire way it was down. so strange mm-hmm. i mean it was slippery grass certainly. yeah yeah um especially because it wasn't really rainy there and we kind of Wind or meander our way back down to ground level, sort of talking about what we also wanted to achieve kind of in the rest rest of the day. And we we knew that we wanted to try to hit one more thing before we, Kind of made our exit out of the park today, and that's what we would kind of do once we were done with this part of the trail. Right. Um, when we made it back mm-hmm. to, we made it back to the trailhead. We walked back. Well, once you got to the bottom of the hill, though, remember we had to kind of wind behind like the ranger station. It right. took us a little while through the. It woods. was a longer connection than it seemed yeah. on the map, yeah. and then back to kind of that trailhead behind the lodge. Right. Yeah. So right. it was a little bit of a lengthier jaunt as opposed right. to just like we were back at the trailhead at the bottom of the hill right and
1: we walked from behind the lodge again that's when we peeked in to see that that building was a restaurant Mm -hmm. we walked from there back to the parking lot where we had parked which was down on the left from that big building yeah and this is where we saw some stupidity yeah yeah there was a bison in this parking lot yep had wandered in wandered in. Not the same bison that we saw earlier, I no, don't think. No. Yeah. Hanging out and then some Some stupid person. Some jagweed, Some idiot <laughs> decided to get their camera out of their car to start taking pictures. Okay, fine. But decided to like get, get very, very close. very close to this bison. Mm-hmm. And oh, did it piss off this bison because it charged right at... Oh, he fully chose chaos. Yeah. This bison charged right at this man mm-hmm. and he like ran away back to his car. And I was like, great, okay, now... We are now in a parking lot with an angry bison. Mm -hmm. So now you've not just endangered yourself, but you've also endangered us because now this bison is pissed off Yeah, and it could run itself into people's cars. It Mm -hmm. could run itself into other people. Yeah. So we were like, we need to get out of here as quickly as we can. So
0: again, keep your damn distance, everybody. It's not that hard. No, it's not. Don't be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) After sitting for a minute and like, collecting ourselves and eating something, um, we got into the car and we zipped out towards what would be our next and kind of final jaunt for the day, which was Trout Lake. And with that, let's take our next break.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Joy Steeler. Joy Steeler. Okay, now we have to talk about where we came
0: up with the name Joy Steeler. Mm-hmm. It, it was on this be, trail, it either right? It be Joyce Steeler or Joyce Dealer. <laughs> right. Like Joyce. But it would still Dealer. sound like Joyce Steeler. Right. Yeah. Right. You're a Joyce Steeler. Right. Yeah.
1: That's what... Yes. Mm-hmm. One of us said that to the other. It was me to you. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't know what the context was.
0: Do you remember? Um, it was something about like, oh, it was like, we need to leave this parking lot absolutely at this minute. And the, the bison was like all the way at the other end. And I was like, I just want to like be able to glimpse the bison from the safety of our car. No, we need to go right now. And so it was, that's what I was like, well, you are just a joy stealer. (laughs) I was like, I didn't want to get close to the bison, but clearly you were just like, absolutely not. You're like a dementor just sucking the joy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, um, the tables turn when it's not a bison and it's a bear. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you become the joy stealer.
0: (laughs) <laughs> right uh-huh
1: so Joyce. regardless that st- she feels like mm-hmm. um like a lawyer or a principal to
0: me oh i don't know i feel like she's like a hamburglaresque esque <laughs> drag queen <laughs> <laughs> she comes in with like so a sack like, and like a, a, a <laughs> raccoon right. mask so she's and like a cartoon villain Oh, one thousand. Oh, i love it okay yeah. great she is one thousand percent a cartoon villain yeah um, in the
1: same way like the misfits from mm-hmm. uh from uh, Gem and the Holograms, or
0: cartoon villains. Sure. I do feel like she, like, that's her shtick, but I do feel like she is someone that um, is like a defunct magician, a magician drag queen, and she uses misdirection to steal things from people. They get them back at the end of the show, but I feel like she's got some magic up her sleeves. Look at her. She's a stealer of joy. Okay, Mm -hmm. I love this. So she's a magician drag queen Mm -hmm.
1: who looks like a cartoon villain. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like her theme song is She's a Maniac.
0: Mm, okay yeah i feel like we used that before we've I used mean, it before but it can be it i feel could. like she could also be um i feel like she could also lip sync to the carmen san diego song <laughs> oh i'm sure right i'm um, sure by i forget the name of that band that sang that oh i didn't know yeah yeah because yeah. that also i feel like she draws inspiration from her yeah like a carmen san esque hamburger yeah. cartoon villain I like it, yeah. Choice Stealer, Choice Stealer.
1: She's a maniac, yeah. Um, maybe she her um, merch is a deck of cards. Oh, okay, yeah. Choice Stealer mm-hmm. cards, and she's the Joker in all of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I there like that. Go. And maybe there is like an extra ace or something mm-hmm. in every deck,
0: yeah. just to have up your sleeve. Have up your sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's your sleeve ace, <laughs> right? Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome to the stage. Joy, Joy Steeler.
1: So we left the Roosevelt Lodge to avoid this bison. Mm-hmm. And we headed literally into Lamar Valley, mm-hmm. which was where the road took us.
0: Which is where we s- were told we would probably see our best wildlife viewing. And, and boy,
1: howdy. Did we? <laughs> like hundreds of bison. Hundreds of bison. Uh, just everywhere. Everywhere. Like, just like light like into the distance yeah some of them were very close to the road some of them were crossing the road which you can view bison from your car like keep your windows up yeah yeah like Uh, i wanted to do um (laughs) mm -hmm.
0: anyway (laughs) so (laughs) my joy was stolen yeah Um, clearly apparently but yeah but there were a lot of people pulled over here and this was actually like um very organized Viewing of wildlife, yeah,
1: because you there were pull-offs mm-hmm. like, and you could pull off, and it was like enough room uh-huh. between you and this field of bison. Yep. You could take some photos,
0: and we the saw valley, some bison
1: play fighting.
0: Oh yeah, the valley is very wide too. Like there are parts where it felt narrow where there were bison that were closer, but then you're like sort of up and you can see down, and the valley seems very vast, and you could see bison in the distance as you were driving, which was really cool. Like this is a very broad sort of. Area to be viewing wildlife, but if you want to see bison, like surefire see bison, it seems like this is the space. This to is be. the space, and this was like firmly midday too, because a lot of midday. animals like you won't see unless it's dawnish hours right. or duskish hours. This was like no, the bison they're out, they're here. Some more wildlife that we saw here in Lamar
1: Valley was we saw some people pulled over looking up at a tree. We were like, what are what is everybody mm-hmm. staring at? And it was a bald eagle in yep. a nest. Mm-hmm. And that was super cool. Yes. We had seen a bald eagle in Glacier mm-hmm. flying overhead at Lake McDonald. Yep. But we had not seen one in a tree in a nest before. No, no. And that, this was where we also yeah. saw
0: that. And we were slowly driving through Lamar Valley. It seemed like the further northeast you got, the less populated it got. It right. seemed like a lot of people come out here to view the bison. And, and then they just turn, turn around. Because we're headed towards northeast entrance at this right. point, And we're headed towards the Trout Lake Loop, which was a little baby hike that we figured we're going to go out and see Roosevelt Lodge and hike Lost Lake. We're going to see the bison in Lamar Valley. Let's do this little hike all the way out here. And
1: the road that we're on that takes us through Lamar Valley is between the northeast entrance and the top corner of the upper loop. Mm-hmm. So... You know, the further we went out, we
0: would have just gotten to the exit. As yeah, yeah, basically, the Trout Lake Loop was not that far from the exit. We got there, there weren't, there was maybe like one other car in the parking lot. It's a tiny, tiny loop, and um, but it this, was supposed to be very pretty, right? And so, was, and have some great views. Mm-hmm. Also, surprise, you're going up like
1: that's right. We parked, and like the Trout Lake Loop is it's short, not even two miles. And it's like listed as easy. Mm -hmm. We were like, oh, this will be easy. Hilarious. Like in order to get up to the loop. It's easy at the top of the lake, but yeah. Because, you know, it's round the lake. So it's going to be flat, Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, It was a very, very steep way up. Yes. And we were really tired at this time. Yeah.
0: We we ran into like one guy coming down. Must have been the guy that's car was there. Um, Like right as we were headed up. And he said it was beautiful up there, um, but yes, the tireds had hit. The wall hadn't come yet, but it was close. But the tireds had hit. Yeah. So we like kind of like hoofed it up. There's this really cool big tree, like sort of close to the top. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was really really neat. And we're also starting to experience, which we hadn't really at this point in the trip yet, like flies. Like they oh, started and they were they started immense. here. Yeah. And then. We kind of get to the top at the crest of the hill and then you have to sort of trail yourself down towards the lake a little. It's not as much descent as we just came up, but it is a little bit of a descent. There were so many flies. (laughs) It was like it was an intensity of flies at this point around the lake. And it wasn't like it, it didn't ruin it by any means, but it's like this is something i always forget when you're around water is typically that's where you're going to like and in marshy areas is where you're going to experience more insects and sort of that's exactly what we were dealing with right here yeah the the lake itself is a very short but beautiful walk you do get some like really lovely surround of the mountains and things like that around like also a lot more wildflowers here Mm -hmm. the lake is really pretty but it's also very very quick so it was kind of like a perfect way to end to our, end the day like yeah. time here and, and you just can like, see i mean it's a small lake so you can see all the sides from oh yeah each side. It's, it's easy to like yeah. navigate and so we sort of loop back around and then start to head back down the hill and as we're headed down we run into these people who we had glance we had Clock somewhere else before. It was at Mammoth Springs, actually. It was at Mammoth Springs, Uh but I'd seen them
1: before because one of them was wearing an Ole Miss shirt. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't go to Ole Miss. I don't have any allegiance toward Ole Miss necessarily Mm -hmm. by any means, but um, Ole Miss is a college in... Mississippi, mm-hmm. where I grew up. A lot of people I went to high school with did go to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you have an Ole Miss shirt on. I was like, I'm from Mississippi. And he was like, oh, okay. Then I was talking to one of the other people in the group. They were, And she asked which part of Mississippi I was from. I was like, oh, I'm from Gulfport. Gulfport. She said, oh, all of them are from Gulfport.
0: Biloxi, I thought.
1: But Biloxi, Gulfport, yeah, yeah. they're essentially the yeah. same place. But when we were all talking, it ended up that I had gone to high school with this gentleman's daughter
0: stepdaughter right was it no it, it was his, his daughter. daughter okay yeah
1: yeah yeah um, like, we were in the same class right we didn't graduate together because right. she she transferred to another school right but yeah
0: because this is the world we live because in. this is the it's world and I was small. like
1: <laughs> how is it that we're on this hike at the yeah. same time and which so, then we
0: saw them like two other times on the two trip. other times like they were in West Yellowstone gigantic and Huge. we ran into these people twice more once at dinner and then once on another trail once on another trail it was insane yeah Um, But yeah, so after doing that, we got back in the car and we knew we had like a very lengthy drive. out. We basically did what we were going to do in the morning, which was drive the full way out and then inch our way back. But now we, you know, had reversed that plan. So we had inched our way out and are driving the full way back out. It wasn't too bad.
1: Isn't this where we
0: decided we did stop to in, go to the
1: north entrance? We did. And we see did. The s- the we did stop arch. back
0: in Yellowstone Village. We walked around Fort Yellowstone at this point, and we also drove our way out to the north entrance to the arch. The basically the the the, the, the very famous arch. stone entrance arch at the yeah. north entrance, and um, and that was that was neat. It's worth you know if you're it's interested in that. It's worth it It's, you it's like worth architecture. It. Yeah. And then there is like the placard that says for the enjoyment of all on it. And I don't know how true yeah. that really was yeah. at the time That's that, that kind was of put a bummer. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, commentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then we we started to wind our way back through the park. And it wasn't as, as crowded as it was. The traffic wasn't bad until... We started to get closer to the entrance where
1: we the West Yellowstone entrance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We like had come out of the northern loop to head back out toward the West Yellowstone entrance Mm -hmm. because there's the northern loop and the southern loop, and it's sort of like a domino. Yeah. And like you can cut through the center of both of them, or you can go, you know, around the top, around the bottom. Anyway, we were headed out the middle of. Of that domino mm-hmm. headed out toward Ye- the West Yellowstone entrance. And, and that was when traffic, basically traffic. stopped yep. because
0: people had seen...
1: That was when they saw the bear.
0: The bear and there were also some elk. Elk. Yeah, further up. Yep. The bear was the first like log jam. Yeah. Like standstill log. logged And down. then there was some elk. Yeah. By a lake or so, something like that. So, yeah, things to prepare yourself, yeah. you and your body for is Cuz a lot of people traffic. were
1: leaving at that time. Yeah. Because it was like the end of the day, so yeah, it was they like were four like or five. headed out mm-hmm. and then,
0: you know. Yeah. If we'd stayed in a little longer, we might deadlocked have Deadlock okay. traffic because yeah. of wildlife. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, let's put the Lost Lake Loop Trail on the Karen Stone scale.
0: Great. So Lost Lake Loop, I am going to say, is probably... mm, I'm going to give it a five. I feel like it was kind of firmly in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was fine. It's accessible. It's doable, I should say. It's doable. I would say, Um, as far
1: as like the majority of it, I think the majority of it is easier than it is moderate. right. The moderate parts are, are like the uphills. short bursts of things. I'm also going to give it a five.
0: Great. So a 10 of 20. 10 out of 20. And for Trout Lake, I'm going to say a three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because of that uphill yeah. at the front. Yeah. But that's really about it. Yeah. If you can get past that and if you have fly spray, yeah. bug spray, yep. then I think you'll survive. I think so too. So a six out of 20 Karen stones. There we
0: go and let's end this episode like we often and always do with some Jeopardy! style trivia. Why don't you start us off, Mike? Great. Because this episode is called Two Lakes, and we did essentially hike around Two Lakes, I thought it would be appropriate for you to... Girl, you better know your North American lakes. (laughs) Oh,
1: you're doing this to me because I did
0: this to you with mountain ranges. That's right. Okay, so we're going to see if I know my lake. Now the worm has turned. (laughs) Uh Great. So um, this is all about famous lakes in North America. Okay. Okay. Um, And actually, all of them are in the United States. So girl, you better know your... United States lakes. Great. For 100. This, the largest alpine lake in North America, straddles both California and Nevada and is a popular spot for all seasons travelers as the winters give way to an, uh, an impressive ski season. What is Lake Mead? No. What is Lake Tahoe? That's correct. Okay, there we go. Okay, great. great. Um, For 200 this the deepest lake in the united states is located in south central oregon and its roots are volcanic as it sits in a now dead caldera of the ring of of a ring of fire volcano what is crater lake that's correct also a national National Park. park exactly great. 300. This lake, considered the queen of American lakes, is nestled in the foothills of the Adirondacks and was a popular summer spot for New York robber barons and their families and was once described by Thomas Jefferson as the most beautiful water he'd ever seen.
1: Oh, what is Lake George?
0: That's correct.
1: <laughs> and you know what? That is some beautiful water. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've never seen it. So, Oh, we will
0: have to go sometime. Mm-hmm. For 400. This man-made reservoir, which is considered a lake and is the largest national recreation area, according to the NPS, has faced a drastic water so- shortage this year that could completely disrupt life in the Southwest in but a few short years. What is the Great Salt Lake? Mm-mm.
1: No. I don't know. I you don't said know. it earlier. What is Lake Mead? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to note the eyes that I just got <laughs> sort of barreled Withering. fire into my into Mm mine
0: and for 500 this largest freshwater lake in the lower 48 west of the mississippi boasts 185 miles of montana shoreline its proximity to glacier national park make it a draw for many and it shares the name with the region it is located in which sounds like a particular type of tool oh this is the 500 hundred dollar clue isn't it Mm -hmm. and i don't know what is Flathead Lake? Flathead Lake. Which was talked about a lot when we were out there. And um, I believe Lou, who we met, has swum it. That's right. Cause she's lake swimmer. She's a lake swimmer. So that's Girl, You Better Know Your North American Lakes, specifically those in the United States. Great. Great.
1: Are you ready for my Jeopardy? I am. Okay. I had a l- really fun time writing this, and so I hope you enjoy. Uh, this is called
0: uh, the 2012 franchise. Great. I almost wrote a disaster movie. I'm glad that we <laughs> dodged each other's bullets because I was so, like, ooh, I could write about disaster movies because we talked about 2012. Okay. So here's how this works. Mm-hmm. is like, let's
1: imagine that 2012 Actually was happened. so <laughs> successful mm-hmm. that they decided to do like a suite of other films all based in a single year. Okay. With the year as the title got it so i'm going to describe for you a film that i've fully made up but should probably write because all of them sound amazing i not gonna lie um toot, but you just have toot. to identify the year because great. the year is the title great for 100 A long-distance love story about two star-crossed lovers played by Zendaya and Tom Holland find love when they both happen to meet one another while watching the Beatles play their final show on top of the Apple Building in London. Her work with NASA's first mission to the moon brings her back to the States. Missing her too deeply, he comes to New York for the summer, where they rekindle their romance by marching in the first Pride Parade and
0: getting engaged at Woodstock. What is 1969? That's right. Right. <laughs> I love that you um, placed Tom Holland and Zendaya together because they play opposite of each other in the Spider-Man franchise. Do they? Yeah, she's Mary Jane. Didn't know that. She's the Kirsten Dunst of her age. I haven't seen any of those Spider-Man
1: films. The, I will see The new see ones them. are good. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. I hear they're great. Okay, for 200. Mm-hmm. In this thriller, Kristen Bell plays a young Olympic hopeful, Carrie Strug, who must compete in the Olympics final on a less than healed ankle. The opening scene features her crying over the divorce of Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Meanwhile, someone plants a bomb in the Centennial Olympic Park, throwing the entire games into mayhem. All the while, American citizens panic over mad
0: cow disease. What is 1996? That is correct. Right. Okay. For, I like this. For 300. Kristen Bell. It's
1: going to get a little harder now. <laughs> yeah.
0: These are already like stretching my imagination a little bit as far as like, ooh, yeah, it's going to be a little tricky for me. Years can be hard. Yeah. Years can be hard. Years, right. <laughs>
1: yep. In their first on-screen collaboration, Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor play a couple in Massachusetts who navigate the difficult terrain of trying to get married. We hear one of them say in the opening scene, if Britney Spears can get married for 55 hours, why can't we? Their fight for equality brings them all the way to the courts. With original songs by a late career Sheryl Crow, their fight ends in becoming the first gay couple to get married in Massachusetts. Directed by Ryan Murphy, the film ends with a scene of the central characters watching coverage of the tsunami in the Indian Ocean and their decision to go there to help them rebuild.
0: What is... Two
1: thousand ten. Oh, incorrect.
0: Okay. Earlier. Okay. What is two thousand and six? Incorrect. <laughs> it's two thousand four. Okay.
1: So. Okay. Right. All right, There we go. Right. Okay. My gay history <laughs> <laughs> failings. <laughs> okay. So for four hundred, mm-hmm. in this live action CGI comedy, a factory reject, ugly doll learns to navigate the chaotic world on their own without the resources of their manufacturing company. In the opening scene, our central character wakes up in the back of a delivery truck headed to a dump site. A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton plays over the radio, followed by the announcement that the first American idol was named Kelly Clarkson, who the central character also feels is their mother. Oh,
0: God. What is... 2002 correct okay. that was I had to dig deep good, for that. Job. <laughs> really good job really good I was like it couldn't have been 2001 because that was a sad year <laughs> yeah right okay and 500
1: mm-hmm. Rita played by Florence Pugh an office manager for a small company living in Tulsa experiences particularly heavy loneliness as her city experiences record low winter temperatures Answering an ad in the back of a newspaper, she finds a pen pal in Jonas, played by John Boyega, living in Hardin, Montana, also experiencing record low winter temperatures. Through their letters, they bond over their feelings on Reagan being voted out of office and the Berlin Wall coming down. After both sharing a dream of going to the World Series, they decide to meet up for the first time in San Francisco at Game 3 of the World Series. But when the historic Loma Prieta earthquake shakes the foundation of the city and their blooming relationship, they are thrust into a rabbit hole of survival. Will they make it out, and will they do it together?
0: What is 1989? That is correct. That's great. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That was a beautiful category. I'm glad you like that.
1: This has been Gaze at the National Parks the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often and that adventure is always out there.
0: Gaze at the National Parks was created and is
1: hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show,
0: visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. And that's Gaze G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gaze shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger,
1: and Sean Sclios. Our music producer is Skylar Fordgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard.
0: We would also like to acknowledge while we recording this episode that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey.